In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who can't stop and won't stop. (laughs) Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I asked you at the beginning of our getting together what is something that from five years back that you are no longer doing. And a lot of you probably had to think about that for just a little bit. I mean, five years is a long time. You've probably stopped doing a lot of stuff since five years, right? And, and some of you, maybe those things that you stopped, well, were kind of good. You know, maybe some of you are like, well, I finally stopped eating Hostess products. <laughs> Partially because Hostess went out of business within that five-year time period. But then they got picked up again, so you're tempted once more. But there's all sorts of things that that we kind of give up and and that we, we lose track of in the span of five years. And so you can understand what's going on in this Nehemiah reading that we have for today because it has been 70 years for these people. What's going on in this book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah is not one of those books that you're like, oh, I know exactly what happens throughout all of Nehemiah. What's going on here is that the people of Israel have been off in exile in Babylon. And if you listen to any reggae music at all, you know that Babylon is a bad place. And so if, if you are leaving Babylon... It's a good thing. You're, you're leaving Babylon. You're going back to Jerusalem. And what Nehemiah is doing, along with his buddy Ezra, is they're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And as they're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, they start getting into this thing of like, hey, we're back in Jerusalem. Maybe we should start worshiping like our forefathers did way back when. And it turns out that one of the things that happened in their time away in exile was they lost the book of the law. And the book of the law, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, those things were lost. They were, they were gone. And they had gotten out of the habit of reading those. They, they kind of remembered the stories, kind of like you, maybe kind of remember the story of Nehemiah. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy who came back. And he was, you know, fighting with one hand while building the wall with the other hand. I kind of remember that now. But it's been a while. And that's where they're at. And so they pull out the book of the law. And as you heard in the reading, they pulled out this book of the law and they read from it from early in the morning to midday. That was a long sermon. And they read through it, and they reminded people of what that book had to say. And that caused the people to cry out, cry out sort of in anguish, and to wonder, what have we been missing over these 70 years that we have lost this book? Because this book was probably taken away from them. It was probably taken away by their Babylonian captors. It probably was one of those books that they didn't allow in Babylon. If you got caught with one of these, you were probably killed on the spot. And yet, it got lost. And now they were experiencing it once again. And they were saying, what have we missed out on? And I think there's something about that with our lives too. 
that we can think back to, maybe it's five years, maybe it's three years, maybe it's more than five years, but we can think back to a time. And that time can be sort of idyllic in our mind. We can think back to this time and we can think, I have gotten out of the habit of doing that, or I have gotten out of that sense of my life. That thing that was five years ago or three years ago or ten years ago that used to be so important to me is now no longer. And some of those things, you're like, thank goodness that is no longer a part of my life. Thank goodness she is no longer a part of my life. Thank goodness that that habit that I had is no longer a part of my life. But there's other stuff there too, isn't there? There's stuff that you go... You know, that's no longer a part of my life, and I, I kind of feel bad about that. And maybe that's because you miss it. Maybe it's this thing that you're like, oh, okay, well, I kind of miss having that opportunity or being around that person. Maybe that's something that you actually feel maybe a little bit guilty about. You're like, I haven't been to the gym in three years, and I feel kind of guilty And whatever it is for you, there's some of that stuff that you go, hey, that was good. And that used to be a part of my life, but now that's been edged out by something. Whatever that something was. Maybe sometimes that gets just edged out by the rest of your life getting busy and something has to go and so this thing kind of went to the wayside. Maybe that was something spiritual in your life. Maybe it was, hey, you used to get up way early in the morning and you used to read your Bible and you used to pray and you used to think about stuff or you used to get together with other Christians and you used to get together in a small group and you used to talk about God and you used to do all of that stuff and now you're just kind of like, oh, yeah you know what, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss engaging in that spiritual life. Maybe if uh, you're here for the first time in a while, or maybe if you are somebody who is listening to the podcast um, <laughs> that we're going to put this on, and you're not even here today, but I'm talking to you right now, and you haven't been to church in a while, and you're just listening to the podcast, this is for you. Maybe you're like, hey, uh, I haven't been to church. I've been listening to church, but I haven't been to church in a while. And that's maybe something that I am missing out on. Or, or maybe that's not even something spiritual. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm pretty good spiritually. You know, I, I get up, I, you know, I, I do my heavy lifting in the morning, and, uh, you know, I, I grab my cup of coffee and my Bible, and I Instagram it and, just to show everybody else, you know, how great God is. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I, I show that to everybody. Um, but, you know, when it comes to how I used to operate in my job, that something's missing. Something's missing in the joy that I used to have in my job. Something's missing in the way that I used to impact people in my job. Something's missing in what I'm doing with that part of my life. And I'm kind of mourning that. That's kind of the thing that's been lost. That Ezra is holding up in front of me and going, Hey, do you remember this? Or, Or maybe it's in one of your more primary vocations. Maybe it's, it's something about you being a father or a son or a daughter or a mother or a grandmother or a sister or a brother. You, you just kind of miss that person who was in that family with you. you, you maybe even you miss your spouse. You're like, hey, I don't think we've actually talked in a while. 
Maybe there's something to that where you're like, hey, that's what I'm being reminded of today. And there's all sorts of those things in our lives that are held up to us. As Ezra is holding up the book of the law and says, hey, this is... This is important stuff. This is stuff maybe to remember. And this is, yes, maybe stuff to miss. This is stuff to maybe think about, hey, how do I get that back in my life? Of course, we react to that and we go, I have no idea how to get that back in my life. And that's where it's kind of a beautiful moment in this reading. It's especially a beautiful moment for Miss Elsa who did the readings because we took out the long names. But you have these like 13 or so guys that are helping the people of Israel get back into the word. These are people who understand Hebrew, a language that has largely been lost by these people. And they're, they're coming in and they're saying, hey, I can help you out with this. I remember what it's like to kind of miss some of this stuff. I, I can help you get this stuff back. And, and there's, there's something hopeful there. there. There's something there that is so great because it literally, it brings people back from wailing to this injunction to go out and eat fat and celebrate. Which is, by the way, what we're doing right after worship today... <laughs> Because we're celebrating little Helen's baptism and we're going back there to that cake which is filled with fat. And we're going to eat fat and we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate because of our epistle reading. Because of that epistle reading that you got reminded of today, which we, well, I mean, if you've been a member at University Lutheran for more than one year, you remember... Last year, we spent the entire year talking about how we are the body of Christ and how that's a really, really, really good thing. And today, Helen is going to be included in that really, really good thing. And that's what we're going to be celebrating as we're eating the fat today. We're going to be celebrating that she is an eye or an ear or some other part of this fantastic mystical body of Christ and that she's a part of that by the working of Jesus on the cross and what he did there and when he rose again from the tomb. And so you're tracking with me so far and yet you're probably still like, well, what about that gospel reading? Because that gospel reading, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of like, oh, one of these things is not like the other. What is this thing about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? Well, that's everything to do with all of these other readings, actually. That's everything to do. And it all has to do with that last little part of the Gospel reading, that last little part of that Gospel reading from Luke 4, where Jesus does the Jedi mind trick. Right? We don't know what that actually looks like, but they're, they're angry. They're taking him out to the cliff. They're going to throw him off because he refuses to do any miracles there and because he's kind of called them out on some bad stuff that they're thinking and doing. And they're, they're really angry, pitchforks and everything. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is just like, peace. And he walks away. And he walks away to go and be crucified. 
He walks away from that moment in his life, that moment where everybody in his hometown is trying to pressure him into doing something. He walks away from that moment in his life where there is a sense where they're like, hey, we remember who you are. They're trying to hold up remembrance to him. And he's saying, no, I just got to keep going. I got to keep rolling. I got to keep doing what I'm doing. I am going to a cross and I am going to an open tomb. And I am doing that because Helen Staling Trushlet is going to be baptized at University Lutheran in January 2019. Jesus keeps going. And because Jesus keeps going, so do we. We don't have to worry about reliving our past when the Ezra's in our life open up that book of the law. In fact, Ezra doesn't even want the people of Israel to relive their past. He wants them to just get on with their future. And that's what we want for you. That's what Jesus wants for you. He doesn't want you to say, oh, I feel so bad. I used to do this. I used to talk to that guy. I used to do my job like this. We don't care. It's forgiven. A lot of times we talk about your actions that you do, you know, those bad things that you do. But today we're talking about your inactions, those things that you haven't done, you haven't done them in a while, those are forgiven too. Those are forgiven. The times that you haven't read the Bible, the times that you haven't been to church, the times that you've been absent from your relationships, the time that you haven't been working at your job to the degree that you should be, that is also forgiven. And that is also very good news. And it's very good news for Helen. Because Helen isn't doing a lot today after church. (laughs) But she's still a baptized child of God. Helen isn't going home and reading her Bible, but she's a baptized child of God. Helen isn't converting scores of people to the faith, but she's still a baptized child of God. And brother and sister in Christ, if you have been baptized in a font like this or wherever it was that you have got baptized, if you have been baptized, you too are a baptized child of God. You are a part of his body. And so, together with Helen, we celebrate and eat the fat. We celebrate that we have been baptized into the life of a Lord who forgives not only our actions, but also our inactions. And sets us right. Sets us back with his mission. So that we can go from this place and act once again. Whatever that is for you. So this week, may you remember that Helen was baptized. And in so doing, may you remember that you were baptized. And may you remember that your inaction is forgiven just as much as your action is. And let that Change your life like it's changing Helen's life today. Amen.